never really got into a good habit of numbering our episodes. We did not. What number are we at? Uh, six? Five or six. It's a wild guess. Right on cue. Every time we start, the dog barking outside. I know. I don't think you can hear it in here, though. No, I don't think so, but it's just enough to annoy you and... Not you. Us. And, and throw you off track. So, this is going to be the two-month episode. Nearly. Yeah. Well, I guess eight weeks so yesterday. That's eight weeks yesterday, counting like calendar weeks. Right. This is an interesting topic, actually, because... I just started telling people that he was two months old probably a week ago when he was at the seven-week mark. And then it's really, once we hit the eight-week mark, now he was definitely two months old. And then you reminded me that he's actually not two months old until the 28th right. of August. I feel like you keep on rounding up, and I'm just trying to keep him a baby longer. I'm like, no, 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 he's not even a month or two months yet. He's um, only seven there's just, weeks. There's too many frames of reference that you can look at it and think, okay, now he's two, he's, you know, it's like your birthday week. It's his two-month-old two weeks. Exactly. Or more. Mm-hmm. Depending on how you count. I've just been telling everybody today's his two-month-old birthday. How old is the baby now? Two months old today. Because mm-hmm. nobody knows. Um, just make it up as you go along. Right. Two months and three quarters. Or one month and three quarters. So do we have any serious stuff to get out of the way before we move on to the more typical witty banter that makes us so famous and lovable and lovable uh serious no i can't think of anything serious but i I assume we can probably get there if we need to just backtrack yeah agreed okay um we've got i was thinking the other day i wonder if there's a better way to have segments or somehow structure the podcast other than um, I bring my list, you bring your list, we read back and forth, and then we finish with Dear Colin. Really, maybe this whole segment is Dear Colin. I don't know. We'll have to think about that. Let us know, people out there, all thousands of you, <laughs> if you think there's a structure here or like a cool segment we can do. Although the segment- lack... Go ahead. The lack of structure, I think, might keep people on their toes. Like, what will those crazy kooks say next? It's just their stream of consciousness off of their phones. Yeah. Where their notes are. Mostly. I do feel like it's, you know, you hear creative people talk about inspiration striking and having to write things down. Like, I've actually, I've really had to be good about that. Like, I'll have a, a thought as I lie in bed and, you know, try to fall asleep and I'll... It's like the famous Mitch Hedberg line, if I'm at home and I think of something uh, funny, but I don't have a pen, I have to convince myself it's it wasn't funny, funny. <laughs> so I'm not going to go get a pen. But now I've I've really had to become more, well, because I think they are funny. Like, that's my typical sense of humor slash ego, so now I do write them down. So I've now set the stage, um, I've set the bar very high for the seven items that are on my list. Mm-hmm. So, they better be good. So why don't we start with you to take some of the pressure off me? Oh, goodness. What you just said is actually pretty funny because how you think you may want to convince yourself it's not funny. I, on the other hand, 
desperately want to write things down, but due to the sleep deprivation, I almost instantaneously forget. Like a, an idea will pop into my head and then I'm like, oh, I need to write that down. And the mere thought of, you know, distracting from that initial idea takes it away completely. And then I have to wait for it to come back. I'm like, darn it, I was just going to write it down and now I've forgotten. Have you thought about using voice notes? Does your phone but have I that? I think the problem is is not so much that I have to type it as much as I'm, I have to say, oh, where is my phone right now? Amongst the myriad of items on my little couch tray next to me. You have four couch trays. <laughs> I, on any given day. I've tried to condense it. I did some cleaning yesterday. You did. Okay. Um, yeah. So this is actually an interesting point. Um, a number of years ago, your parents bought us a dining room set. And by dining room set, I mean four tray tables that we put in our living room and we eat dinner on in front of the television <laughs> every single set. night. <laughs> the dining room set probably costs about $79 at Kohl's. Um, but it's potentially next to our bed, like the piece of furniture in our house that gets the most use. Agreed. Um, so we had these tray tables with us at our apartment. They came to the house. We literally eat on them every single day. I think we've eaten at... Okay, how many times have we eaten at this dining room table where we sit right now, non-Christmas, non-Thanksgiving, since we moved in non, five years non ago? Non-guests over? When we even have with gu- guests over. Even with guests over? We don't sit at the... That? Yeah, we do sometimes. Usually we do if we have guests over. Cause when have we sat at the We've had table? our neighbors over, and we've had... That was once? Um, no, that was at least twice. One time we were outside. We had... Um, we had our wonderful neighbors who moved came over, and then our current neighbors who are still here. Do you know what everyone's the... thinking as they listen to this? What? I couldn't care less about their dining room table well, stories. Well, I think it's actually funny, because okay. I think some people don't like to use dining room it's just too it's too formal so here's the point we have these tray tables and when you came when we came home all three of us from the hospital the tray tables sort of became well first of all the couch really became the only place you went in the house correct the couch in the bathroom right you know you're not really going upstairs you're not sleeping in the bedroom you're not even using his nursery right that (laughs) the nursery is spotless it is um but, the living space, not so much. Yeah, so you have, you know, you have vitamins, you have numerous bottles, Pump. you have pumps, you have... Bowls of hot water for reheating <laughs> pumped milk. There's a lot of bowls of hot water, <laughs> um, except the water's only hot for like the first 10 minutes. So as part of my life now, there is just bowls of tepid water in many of the rooms of my house. Um, so a lot of dumping those out. A lot of thinking to yourself, is this dish really dirty? Because all we did was fill it with hot water and then put a bottle in there for about 10 minutes. So that sort of stuff is on the tray table. You know, your cell phone's on the tray table. The invita- um, Or not the invitations, but the thank you the notes. thank you notes. That I have yet to finish. I did a good job. You I did. got You're halfway about, done, but, but that, I still haven't picked up the other half yeah, in the if past. If you haven't got a thank you note from us, I don't know if this way. makes it better or worse. It's written. It's just sitting on that tray table waiting <laughs> to be addressed. Um, so I think it probably is maybe a weakness of both of our personalities that we feel so accomplished that we got like 80% of them done that we will just never get the other 20% done. We're going to no, like pushing across the done. finish line. I think the problem is. I mean, I would do it, but I'm at work all day. Yeah. Even if you weren't. Come on now. Who are we joking? But, um, yeah, so it, I feel like 
six o'clock in the morning when I've been up with him for a little while. I'm feeling very, very like motivated. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm exhausted. So I need to nap again. You feel motivated at six in the morning? This morning I did. Occasionally I do. <laughs> you Other did ask me on the, on the way out the door uh, this morning as I left for work. You said, where is your iPad? And it, it happened to be my briefcase. So I was using it to read a book. And you said, because I want to do that workout video. And I looked at you like, today like Today's now because you can you don't need my ipad for that but whatever um so in the tray table situation one of my favorite aspects about them is you know they sit in front of the couch um pulled up kind of as far as close as they can be to the couch but the dogs <laughs> because of their size specifically mia her tail is right at the level of the contents of the table so when she comes in and she wants to come up and you know even at being on the ground standing on the ground and trying to like nuzzle us as we're on the couch her tail is wagging because she's happy and she loves us and it knocks over everything Off on the table. the table and you are irrationally angry about it and it makes me laugh every I think, time i think it's because i secretly think that she's plotting against my organization and excuse Which... me, to my point let me finish um she has twice now twice now brought a book that your mom got for uh for colin and he, she hasn't demolished it luckily it's one of those cardboard books with a little finger puppet in it she brings it down and puts it on the couch now twice in a row i have seen binkies she is now taking binkies off the tray table and putting them on the couch it's like you luckily she's not chewing them up and like demolishing them but she's secretly i don't know trying I'm to send us a message i'm not disagreeing with you and to your credit you have been claiming a anti amia having an anti nicole bias since we brought her home it's been three years of you saying like she doesn't like me that's not that she doesn't like me i think or, she tries to irritate me right. she like likes to push my buttons but that would happen if you had a mom and dad and your dad was kind of like laid back and you knew you couldn't really get him going but your mom like if you took her bathing suit out of the oh. laundry basket and chewed it up you know yeah what Okay, so the thing's getting knocked off the tray table, you getting frustrated, um, us not having enough tray tables to actually eat dinner in front of the television, which is a very serious problem. Right. Um, So my parents came up with a brilliant solution in their minds, and they went out and bought one of those tray tables that actually has legs that allow it to slide under the actual um, couch underneath the couch so that the table is over the cushions as opposed to in front of the cushions awesome idea but really all they've done is given us a fifth Ah, horizontal surface to put stuff (laughs) i i mean i don't know where it's coming from but it's multiplying it's like a colony of bacteria those tables are i wouldn't uh, say it's bacteria come on now I'm not saying it's actually growing bacteria. You're I'm saying, saying it is similar to the way, gotcha. like when you did that science experiment with the Petri dish, like I come down to work one morning and there's one full tray table. Um, and then I come down the next morning and there's 4,000 full tray tables. That's Although, how quickly they replicate. You can't complain because you have the bed to yourself. I know. The end. If I didn't complain, this podcast wouldn't be very interesting. I suppose. You're right. You're right. It adds a little, uh, little quickness to it. I like it. But, um, yeah. Why? How do, how do we get on trade table talk? What was, I don't remember. What was your first item? Uh, 
What I were have we no supposed clue. to be talking about? What was the first thing you read? I didn't. I, it was something that just came to mind and I brought it up. So I can't remember. You can't, I just told you that I can't remember from moment to moment to write <laughs> down my thoughts, let alone recall something from five minutes ago. People are screaming into their They're like, I know what it was. Right this is They're how like, it you started. You were talking about diapers. It wasn't diapers. Which Mia loves. Madison could care less about diapers, but poopy diapers, yeah. Mia is all about it. She likes to tear them up, leave them all over the house. I'm sure everybody can, uh, everybody who's had an infant can relate to, oh, those dogs. Love them, but so, want to kill them. So, okay, we'll go off my list now for one. Um, Actually, I do have something. Oh, go for it. That would be funny because it kind of ties into the whole couch, banter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll be the judge of whether it's funny, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. Whether you think it's funny. I think our listeners probably think it's funny. Anyway, so one of the mornings a week last week, you come downstairs. It was a long night. Luckily, Colin's been getting a little bit better with the sleeping pattern. He had been doing like every hour increments, which was way beyond my capacity. Um, but one of those mornings when he hadn't given me very much rest, you came downstairs on your way to work whistling Dixie because you had had a nice eight hours of sleep. And you're like, uh, do you know you have spit up all over you? And I was like, yeah, I am fully aware he just threw up on me and I haven't had the moment to <laughs> to take off my shirt yet or change or anything like that, let alone him or me. But um, I can't, the thought came to mind after you had left for work. I was like, an infant is really the only person that you would allow to maintain like residence in your house who would throw up and poop on you or any sort of excrement and anybody else you just like get out i i i you know i just thought that was kind of a funny thought there there's only one person that i can even think of that's vomited in our house that wasn't me or you and i don't recall like immediately wanting them to leave but it was pretty shortly after that <laughs> was it in the house or outside no it was outside yeah even then you're like all right yep i'm gonna leave <laughs> so that you know i i thought you were gonna go a different way with that story I, I thought you were gonna say that i had this expectation that when i like a like a 50s housewife when i get home from work i would like you to be dressed nicely <laughs> with dinner ready and like a drink for me even though i don't really and drink your slippers and, and the my day's slippers. paper yeah how outrageous would that be if i kind of required that in the morning just think like how- hey i'm gonna see you for about four and a half minutes when i come downstairs before i go out the door so if you could go ahead and be like makeup presentable hair done <laughs> And, like, have the baby fed. And that was that's another thing that the housewives used to have to do. Like, the kids had to be homework done, fed, quiet, maybe even in bed. Like, don't even let your father see you mm-hmm. because he's had a hard day at the ad agency. Exactly. Although that would be, you know, non-working probably women. Not that staying at home and being a mom is non-working, but I mean non-working outside of the Oh, home. you just angered the feminists. <laughs> Oh, we're going to get no. a lot of hate mail if we My ever give out our address. My mother was a stay-at-home mother, and she, her job was the hardest. But I had just thought, a thought that came to mind, and now I've forgotten it as well. But, okay. Oh, well. So I was talking to somebody at work today. I know I said I don't like doing that. Um, but I, I had the realization that with a two-month-old baby now, I think we are excited to get to that next phase when we can 
take the baby with us and do like day trips and do things that you do with your child. Like the reason that you have a kid so you can take him to the zoo so yeah. you can go to the aquarium. So uh, this past Monday, we both had, oh, you have every day off right now. I had a day off. Uh, and I have every day that I don't have to go into work. That's a good way of putting it. <laughs> uh, so we decided to go to Newport, Rhode Island, where we got married and, and kind of take a little day trip down there. We'll bring the baby. What do two-month-old babies like more than long road trips to see the spot where their parents got married? Nothing. Nothing. No. Um, so, you know, he, he did okay for the first half of the day. The second half and the drive home was a little more grumpy. Same um, thing that happened with Maine. He just doesn't like the driving, driving home. He wants to stay there. He's having so much fun. That is a ridiculous... I, lo- I, I have to commend the spin zone there, but that's a ridiculous argument. Perhaps. Um, but it doesn't require going out of state to, to get him like out of his comfort zone. One of the things, uh, that he just continues. And I don't know if I mentioned this last time. He hates the drive through. This is true. Did we talk about this? I think so. I think you mentioned dunks. It it just, but it's not exclusively dunks. Like I did the past couple of times I've been in Starbucks. I've fed him. He's happy. He's changed. He's dry. Everything. I stop at the, at the Starbucks drive-thru, and next thing you know, it's, like, off the wall. We had, uh, we had this past weekend, had gone to Dunkin' Donuts, and he was screaming while I was ordering because the car was stopped uh, at the drive-thru little window. And then he was screaming again when we stopped to actually grab the coffees. And if you think about it from the person's perspective that's working at the drive-thru like we're horrible parents Mm -hmm. all they hear is constant crying like they don't know that he's perfectly sound asleep every time the car's in motion um so like i think one of these times like we're gonna get up to the window and like dss is gonna be there Mm -hmm. because they're gonna call and be like these people just their kid just wailing and they don't even know what to do with all they can do is think about themselves and and how much they want a butter pecan latte (laughs) um so my idea was maybe the next time this happens like if it's particularly egregious if he's crying a lot we just invite the person from the drive-thru like hey do you have a break coming up like you want to hop in the back seat with us we'll take you around the block real quick i just want to let you know that as soon as we move like i'm a good parent right um it's just when the he's just performing for you right now yes do you think it's is it rude to when you order at the drive-thru to be like we have a baby that doesn't like stopping so could you just go like extra fast can you like hurry this whole be like a hundred percent sure that our order is ready when we get to the drive-thru that would be much appreciated i would tip somebody substantially but i feel like in like the norms of society that might not really be they'd spin your coffee most likely that's a good point okay yeah so babies definitely hit the drive-thru that before we say before we go into your list i don't this isn't on my list so i want to make sure i say it before i forget it um why do you have your credit card out um nervous nervousness yeah i need something (laughs) in my hands anyway before we move on go ahead um we did something on sunday i was just gonna say that that you know, we talked a lot about how personal do we get on this podcast. You know, we don't want to reveal anything that could be, like, potentially embarrassing. But we did something on Sunday that is going to make your father very upset. And <laughs> I just, I I know he listens, like, sometimes and, and not all the time. and But I, I feel like we should talk about it because it's part of the process. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Mom knows. So what I what I'm gonna ask is, father-in-law of mine, if you are listening, just go ahead and fast forward about two minutes. (laughs) All right. Um, So the thing that we did on Sunday, we've been thinking about it for a while, is we went to an open house. Dun dun dun. We had a kid a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we immediately started doing was talking about having another kid, Mm -hmm. which is a whole other podcast in itself. Um, But with two kids, you start thinking about space and, you know, our house isn't huge. It'd be nice to have another couple square feet, maybe get off the main road we live in. So we did it. We found a, a house that we liked the pictures for mm-hmm. it was having an open house it was in a cute little neighborhood and we went and looked at it mm-hmm. and uh i'm happy to report for my father-in-law's sake that we didn't like it, mm-hmm. it the photos were very misleading i want to hire that photographer right. whenever we decide to sell our house because great idea it gets people in the door but then they're angry because they're like this is well, not what i signed up for but here's what was genius about it I mean, we had talked about going to open houses with the baby to try to get discounts. I'll come right out and say that didn't work. Um, What did happen, and I I think really the important thing, if you're going to have deceptively nice photographs for an open house and then have people show up, you're going to need to suck them in with something else because if they just see the straight disappointment of what's going on, um, they're probably not going to be interested. But what the realtor did that was very smart, and I think you should do whenever you're in a situation like this, is she slipped into conversation that she had brain cancer. Um, I'm sure she did have brain cancer, but that's like a good way of, I thought to myself, and I'll be honest, we probably couldn't afford the house that we went to look at right now. I, I don't know that for sure. I'm pretty sure we couldn't afford it. But I thought to myself, like, oh, oh, I might have to buy this house. Like, I don't know if I can say no to this lady. I know. Um, and then she's like, well, you know, if you want to sit down once you've looked around the house and we can talk, you know, comps. You know what was great? Talk about your house. She she did. She launched into this whole thing about, you know, where do you guys live now? Are you, you're thinking about selling your house? Is your house on the market? We were like, no. We literally, like, this is the first open house we've been to. We're just looking to see, like, what does a house that has this many square feet feel like? Um, and she was she was basically pitching us on, and she asked us, are you guys working with an agent? Nicole tried to big time her and say, like, oh, I'm an agent. Well, okay. And then she, she immediately, she called you on all of your stuff because no, you didn't. you were like, oh, I'm a real estate broker. And she's like, oh, really? Where do you practice? And she you, didn't say that. She said, are you on MLS? Yeah. And you had to be like, no, I've been a real estate broker for two weeks. And then you were like, oh, I'm an attorney. And she was like, oh, where do you practice? And you were like, well, I don't. Like, practice is a good word. Like, that's kind of the phase that I'm in right now. Like, I'm practicing how to be an attorney so that when I really am an attorney, like, and do attorney work, I'm going to know what I'm doing. Um, Okay, let's take it back. One step, though. One step. So, first... She asked us what we do. And so that's when I was like, oh, I'm a police officer. And, and an, an attorney, attorney. And, and a, a real estate broker. And a notary of the public. <laughs> but most importantly, if you need anything notarized. <laughs> exactly. Look no further. 
<laughs> you have found your person. So when she found out we didn't have an agent, I think she did what any good realtor would do. And, and she started pitching herself basically for, oh, like I could be your agent. She didn't come out and say that. But she said, oh, it'd be really interesting. If you're interested, I could come to your house. I could take a look. We can do some um, we could do some comps. We can talk about like what the value of your house is, what you know, what you're looking for in a new house, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, is that something that you'd be interested in doing? And you thought that she meant like right then, like she was going to shut down the open house at this much bigger, much more expensive house than our house and like lock the front door and go with us and drive to some Panera and sit in the corner and talk about comps and like what we want in a dream home. She asked, what's your dream home? Um, you know so you I were love? like, oh, well, actually, we have something to do right after this. And then she gave you this. She she was like, uh, no, no, okay, yeah, that's fine. Like, I'll just take your phone number. And what she was thinking was like, you know I didn't mean now, right? Like, I'm hosting an open house right now. There's 15 other people walking around this house. That's why I gave her your phone number. But the thing I loved was the fact that you found the house. You were like, oh, there's an open house. Let's go see it. And then she starts asking me the questions. And I'm like... I'm just tagging along because I was told that this was a good house and you made me answer all the questions. <laughs> well, I had the baby so I could act like a little bit disinterested. Yeah. Note to self, I need to be carrying the baby from now on so you can answer all the big questions. So that's it. Yeah. We went to an open house and I feel shame. And like there are things that happen in your life that you don't want your in-laws to know about. <laughs> that's one of them. You don't want to oh. think about your kids going out and going to open houses. I know. And so like disappointing. thinking about big purchases and increased debt. And it's just. Ugh. Although I love that your thought was like, well, if it's a, if it's a mistake, your dad can just bail us out. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, we've been over this. I'm a millennial. So that <laughs> is just, that's literally in my DNA. I am not going to apologize for that. I know. It was just a joke. But anyway, talking about, we talked about Newport, we talked about the open house, those are the big things. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about uh, the sunny versus stormy weeks, because I think that's hilarious and how it's pretty on point. And then um, maybe we should talk a little Guinness. The Book of World Records? Because <laughs> we've met every world record at this point. Best parent world Best record? Best parent of the entire world exactly okay do i need to give the background on the stormy weeks sure <laughs> all right i'll give the honest version of this and hope that the podcast doesn't make it out that far there's a person who recently started uh, or has worked at my company for a while but but recently moved offices so that they're very close to my desk and that person has a baby that's, I think, a year and a half. And they knew that, that I had a, a newborn. So that person loves to talk about the whole experience. And as I've made clear, my desire to talk has gone down a little bit lately. Um, he let me know about this. I don't, actually don't remember what it's called, um, like what the concept is called. But in practice, what it is is a schedule that I don't know if it's doctors have put together. Maybe that's giving them too much credit, giving whoever did this too much credit to call them doctors. But basically this idea that if you map out a baby's first, I don't know, call it 40 weeks, that 
there are scheduled weeks in there. Like week three is a stormy week, Mm -hmm. meaning your baby's going to give you a hard time that week. Week, and I don't know if these are the actual numbers. Week four is a sunny week. Mm -hmm. Everything's great. Rainbows, unicorns, sunshine. Week six. uh, Might want to leave the baby at home and take a walk. So that's the concept. Um, but like th- meteorologists, I think... It's totally made up? <laughs> I think that there's some science behind it, like with, you know, our wonderful weather casters. But I think that it can, as with anything, it can vary week to week with uh, with babes. But I think it, it's kind of been... Un- it's, it's funny. Like, if he starts acting up and he's fussy, I'm like, oh, let me switch over to my stormy sunny week and check him and see if this is matching up. And a lot of the time it's like, oh, no, he's just fussy because it's 530. So do you know what this reminds me of? What? Astrological signs. Self-fulfilling prophecies. Exactly. Um, Having a baby has introduced a lot of discussion about what's his sign. Is Mercury in retrograde? Um, And I would just like to start making things up. When you talk to somebody who doesn't know, like, when the baby was born, and you say, like, oh, you know, how old's your kid? Oh, he's three. Oh, oh, or two. Terrible twos. Oh, yeah. Wait, when was he born? April. Oh, yeah. Sagittarius. Makes perfect sense. (laughs) It's Aries. It doesn't matter what it is. That's not the point. Well... And then the next person that you see, like, oh, my my kids too. Oh, terrible twos. Wait, when was he born? October. Oh, Libra. Yeah. Oh, he's going to be a dentist. (laughs) It's just. I think it'd be good, though. So, like, it could be a dear Colin. Dear Colin, when you get old enough, you have to fulfill these personality traits and behavioral traits because. Uh, it's been predestined by the So moon let's go over the, the personality stars. traits we want him to have. Number one, rich. rich. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> Number two, good looking, yep. which he already has down. Yeah, everybody says he looks like you, so clearly he's on track. Number three, smart. Mm-hmm. And that f- would be me, because as, as our <laughs> friend said, she oh said, you what? Can't, you cannot call our <laughs> friend. I can't remember her name. It, uh, realtor, realtor lady? lady? Sorry. Anything other yes, than... brought it up. It was... Okay. Anyway, so it's a joke when you say it without me. Okay. Yes. Okay. Anyway, so realtor lady had... Uh, now I forgot my train of thought. Whatever. Move on. Now I feel shamed and horrible. <laughs> Great and I transition. Feel like I should just... Go. You, she was crediting you for being... Or when you told her about your myriad credentials, she basically said... Oh, that's what oh, it was, yeah. um, whatever. You're the brains or, oh, you're not. That's what she said. Oh, you're not smart or anything, are you? Cool sarcasm. And then you tried to turn it into saying something equally as sarcastic. Like, oh, yeah, our baby's not going to be smart. Except it didn't work. At all. It, it didn't work. That one fell a little flat, I know, if we're being really honest. Flat. I know. I know. Yeah. I was uh, tired. Oh, here we go. <laughs> that's going to be my go-to excuse. Oh, uh, going to be? Like that's a plan that you want to start it's in the gonna future? It's going to continue to be Thank for you. the foreseeable future. Okay. Guinness. Guinness. The Book of World Records. What I think is funny is so we went to the pediatricians a while ago. I know we've talked about 
lactation and milk production. And I'm sure y'all don't want to really hear about that. But the funny part of that is that one of the, I think she was a nurse. I don't think she was actually a doctor. I think she worked there. She had a white coat. So she was wearing a trash bag. She, a trash bag under her white coat. But we thought she was reliable. And she was like, oh, yeah, you know, um, Guinness is really supposed to be able to help with your milk production. And we're like, oh, yeah, you know, nod and shake your head and, you know, smile. And you're like, yep, I'm sure that that's not true. Um, Oh, that's so interesting. Thank you. Deleted. Um, But anyway, so then I went to my six-week appointment um, with the midwife and midwife. And she said something very similar because I was expressing my... Um, expressing my expressing issues. Uh, and she was like, oh, there's this herb. It's fenugreek. Uh, and or you can just drink a Guinness a day. And I was like, well, that's funny. Um, I never have really ever liked beer in general. And so to have a Guinness a day, which is the darkest and most thick of beers or creamy, if you will, is not something on my high priority list, especially uh, given my you know, issues as, as it is right now. And, um, plus I thought that it probably wasn't going to be something that's advocated to be drinking alcohol while you're breastfeeding. And, and the Guinness bottles or cans rather are larger than you would think an appropriate, um, serving would be. But anyway, after hearing it from both the pediatrician and the midwife, I was like, all right, I'll give it a go. We'll see what it does. And it was disgusting. Uh, I definitely don't like Guinness. Um, it took me about how long, do you think, to, to consume an, an entire bottle? Two hours. Or a can? A can. Yeah. It, was, it was a pint. That's 16 it's ounces. It's funny because I had no idea. I started shaking it. And you're like, no, 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 <laughs> Don't do this. This contains nitrous oxide. We're going to explode the nitrous house. Nitrous oxide. That is what I said. Or nitrous. <laughs> nitrous nope. in general. Nope. Nitrogen. Thank you. You're welcome. I know it started with an N. Well, you know how every time you get a can of soda, you start shaking it before you open it? Yes. Because that's how you get the best bubbles. Right. So why wouldn't Guinness be any different? Well, most beers... You know, I I wanted you to like it so bad just because the visual of you sitting on the couch drinking a beer... While nursing our child would be pretty funny. It was pretty funny, if we're being (laughs) honest. And I was hoping that um, the fact that you didn't like it may have been because you let it get kind of warm so quickly that... um, that maybe it doesn't taste as good warm, but then I kind of, uh, in the back of my mind, I think that, I think a, a Guinness on tap is actually served a little bit warmer than a normal beer. Is it? So I think it's supposed to be, I don't know, that could be totally wrong. Again, if any of the Guinness people Although, are listening. given that your uh, stepdad came over and said he loves Guinness, he basically schooled me on how to actually drink a Guinness. And then I noticed on the container itself. It says, do not drink out of the can. It says, do not shake. No, <laughs> it, it does not say that. It, it says, for the best results, pour into a glass and then watch all the bubblies fizz up. And then I guess that's a better way to drink it, which I did not do. And I don't know if I'm willing to give it a second go. But anyway, yeah, also the other thing that was funny is I attempted to get the fenugreek herb that the midwife had suggested. She's like, oh, yeah, any sort of CVS or Walgreens will have it. That was also false. Um, I went in there. I went to the pharmacist. And granted, it's over the counter. I didn't have to go to the pharmacist area, but I figured they would know something about it. And they were like, I have no idea what you're talking about. How do you spell that? And so I just was like, phonetically, it's like fenugreek. So that was an interesting thing. 
And then they didn't have it. So she walks me up and down the herbal aisle, nothing. So Were you talking to the pharmacist or were you talking to the lady that works at Walgreens? I was talking to the witch doctor in the back of the Walgreens area. I don't know if that's Nicole anti-medicine slang for pharmacists. That or is. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I can't send you out on any of these trips by yourself anymore. Who would you talk to? Well, then she directed me to the manager, and... That person definitely knows that She herb. didn't know that either. What? Anyway, it was interesting. Okay. Um, I feel like we need some more baby talk. Should we do a Dear Colin? Let's do Dear Colin. Um, do you want to go first? You can go first. Okay. Dear Colin, since the last time we spoke, you started talking. Um, Colin talks. He does. There's no two ways about it. Um, he's not speaking English. No. Nope. He's not speaking Spanish. Mm-mm. But that's really as far as I can go with like the certainties. It could be Latin because I don't know languages other than English or Spanish. Um, so I can't confirm whether or not it's straight gibberish or if he's into like a Farsi mm-hmm. or maybe Vietnamese. Uh, I just don't know how you would go out, go about finding that. I think you just have to kind of assume that he's speaking. Those are words like They're nobody words just him? speaks gibberish. Um, but, but he looks directly at you while he's speaking. So he it's, he's trying to convey a message. Right. Um, mostly that message is lost because we don't speak whatever language it is that he's that he's talking. Well, I do. I don't understand him, but I repeat the things to him to encourage his gibberish Latin Spanglish. Okay, I'm going to need you to go ahead and stop doing that because mm-hmm. that is wrong. <laughs> is that what you read in the parenting book? That is encouraging. That's like... If he gets a question wrong on his math homework, that you just keep saying, yeah, just write two that same answer again. Yeah. No, write it again. Right. Write it again. That's not helping him. You need to supportively um, correct him, give him actual words. constructive feedback. No, Colin. <laughs> is not a word. What you mean to say is... Mommy. Excuse me. Could you please change my diaper? Or could you pass the gray poopal? Could you please place me in a position where I can eat from you? <laughs> More effectively. Yes. Um, All right. So maybe by the next time we'll have the language pinned down. Um, prob- probably not, though. I think we'll probably Although you months. said that he will be well-versed in the English language by three months. That's what you read. So, I mean... I, yeah. No, I did. I read it at... Um, I'll be giving speeches. I read it on a website called Baby Information that is definitely not faults.com. Mm-hmm. It's where I've gone for all of my, uh, my resources uh, in this endeavor. Okay. Dear Colin, you talk now. I'm going to go check that out on Snopes. I'm going <laughs> to... Anyway, uh, so besides the talking, a.k.a. cueing, I would say, I know that we said he had kind of initiated smiles last time. Uh, He's in full-fledged smile mode by this point. He's responding. Okay, let me put a little caveat on that. Yeah. He has a smile button that you can press to purchase a smile. (laughs) He is a smile vending machine right now. Uh They're free. 
but you have to press the button. You have to press the HH button on the dial pad, mm-hmm. which happens to be his nose. Yep. And he will smile at you. He will. It is a dirty trick, if we're <laughs> being honest. We were in Newport taking pictures in front of the 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 ocean and we got some beautiful pictures of him smiling and it looks like we are the happiest family on earth which we are that actually was one of the happiest if we had to rank all of the moments since he was born that that was up there that was pretty special not to get all sentimental in our respective camera rolls there are hundreds of pictures of him looking tortured terrified mm-hmm ugly faces quite frankly in between smiles but if you just get the no give the nose a little tap and get the picture he looks like prince what was the prince that met obama what's the little prince's name prince george oh yeah yeah in his little bathrobe it's that adorable prince Mm -hmm. england Mm -hmm. meeting um president america yep um (laughs) so it's, you know, it's, I'll tell you, it's much better than when he was just smiling when he was asleep, which were cheap smiles. Although this morning was kind of funny because you came down and I was like, oh, look, he's so excited to see you after eight hours. And it wasn't really a smile. It was because I didn't do the nose. It was right. a, I'm about to throw up all over you. And then he did. So. Well, he's, <laughs> we didn't know at the time. Right. I, I thought I was getting the first time like, oh my God, there's my father. I'm so excited. And that smile, 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 throw up. Yeah. So that's what happened. You know, it's incremental progress. Right. I'm okay with that. Um, it's better I, than it was. It is better than it is. It was because I like having that smile button because you can do things with him that in a month or two will elicit a smile on his own and you can kind of just boop and you can <laughs> tap the smile out of him and you convince yourself you're having like interaction with him, even though you're really not still like <laughs> just a physical Reaction, um, reaction and manifestation. Um, but this has happened a few times where I'll be kind of holding him up and, you know, he's holding his own neck up now and looking around and he'll, I'll hold him up. So his face is kind of like right in front of my face and we're looking at each other in the eye. He's holding his neck up. We're having this moment and I'm thinking like we are connecting like he is sending signals to me. I'm sending signals to him. We're building a bond like, um, we have an understanding of what's going on, and then boom. He headbutts you. His neck just gives out, <laughs> and his head comes crashing forward <laughs> and slams into your nose, and you realize you actually weren't having a moment. No. He was. He was strength training, and yes. then had to give up. You were trying to spot him, and, and you had your head job. underneath the bar for some reason. Right. That was foolish. Um, but. It's a learning experience, you know. It is. I mean. It, it's all like the layers of the experience, right? Ooh, a little cry from the baby in the background. Um, that's a good. That's a good wrap it up. That's like when they start playing the music at the He's at the, the Oscars. Cane trying yeah. to pull you off. Um, I don't want to go too long here. Um, but you know, right now we we went from like only interacting with him, only faking interaction with him while he was sleeping, to now we're faking a little bit of interaction with him. Awake. I think mm-hmm. we're only a couple of weeks away from like actually interacting with our son for the first time, which is very exciting. I'm very excited about it. But that's it, the other thing; he is up a lot more now. He is very awake and very pseudo interactive on a a larger or for a longer period of time. But besides that, though, I just want to say, dear Colin, besides the smiling button and the coo talking 
and um, that's all we discussed. I'd like to say that you do grunt as well, which is kind of weird. Um, and you actually can sit up almost on your own. So if you're kind of sitting in the reclined position, you attempt to do ab workouts, which I think is probably because you've seen your daddy and, and I doing yoga. Um, so you probably are trying to mimic. Right. Your dad's six pack, really an eight pack, if we're being honest, is so ripped yep. that even at eight weeks old, you are uh, you're... doing everything in your mm-hmm. power to emulate it. Exactly. Good for you, buddy. And then we've started to roll a little bit. So... Not not like me and you on drugs. No, no, no ecstasy. That's not the rolling we're no, talking about. No, Yep. It's more like side to side rolling could... On Colin's part. Him, not us. Him, yep. not us, yep. And uh, so that's interesting. I feel like, you know, like you said, from going to coups to, to Spanish maybe, I'm thinking we're going to be doing rolling to full-fledged walking. So we are right on the spectrum of brilliance. We're on schedule. Yeah. I want to, do you have any other Dear Collins or non-segment discussions? Oh, I just want to talk about the fact that he has a Buddha belly now. So all the fears of eating issues and not getting enough fat and all that. He has a Buddha belly. He has a double porker chin. And he's getting rolls all over the place. So you, sir, are turning into a little fatty, and we love you. I'm done. Okay. I, I want to wrap up today. I'm going to add a, t- uh, a excuse me, an 11th commandment, mm-hmm. and I want to get your thoughts on it. Okay. So it's, thou shalt not talk to your wife about your son until thou recordest the podcast. Because I... I think of things and I want to talk to you about them then I want to save it. At what point do you think in his life it is going to become a problem that you and I refuse to communicate about parenting unless it's two weeks later when we record the podcast? Like he's going to get in trouble Mm -hmm. and he's going to come home and he's going to be like, what's my punishment? And we're going to say... I don't know. We're going to talk about it on the podcast. What if his friends at school listen to the podcast? That would be... He doesn't like that idea. Embarrassing, I think. Although, I don't, I don't think that they start like hating you until they're teenagers. So perhaps he wouldn't mind right away. I because, I mean, in, in the future, when he's actually school age, I mean, kids will be listening to podcasts at the age of five. Like That'll be kindergarten... See, I agree with that. Chit-chat. I just think for his benefit, like the the podcast is going to need to have shelf life. Well, the problem that we're going to have is the demand is going to be so high Mm -hmm. for people that aren't going to be comfortable with the idea of like, okay, this little time capsule recording project is over. We're going to wrap up our last episode and uh, see you. Well, we're not going to see you because this is it. Like people are going to be mad about that. Um, much like if any of our favorite podcasts went off the air, we would be like irrationally angry. Mm-hmm. I feel a sneeze coming on. So unless you have anything else, shall we? I just wanted to do a shout out to your good friend's mother who sent us a message about the shushing, um, from the happiest baby book. Not what it's called, but go on. Happiest baby on the block. That is what it's called. Okay. New kids on the block. Something You're like getting that. colder. 
folder okay anyway thank you so much for sending that um we actually had heard about it because the acupuncturist from way back when had mentioned it to us but it was a good reminder um and it's definitely been put into the what is it called when you have a spectrum of things that you utilize to try and put someone to sleep but anyway so white noise gamut the gamut sure that works maybe ah the shushing you threw me all off so sorry but anyway thank you so much for thinking of that that is greatly appreciated and um, we definitely have been able to benefit from it so thank you that was sweet if anybody else knows any secrets to parenting please don't hold back we can although we are very confident in our own skills um it can't hurt we can try it out and tell you how it works on the podcast exactly i like it okay that was a long time. This was a long one. How long? I don't know. <laughs> it was like 1,400 um, measures in uh, GarageBand. Wow. Yeah. That's really long. I don't know how many minutes that is. I hope is. y'all are still listening and you weren't like, that's enough. So I guess for now, we should probably say toodles. Ciao. We really have been eventually.